You may have the best script in the world, but give it to the wrong voice artist and a potentially great audio ad becomes distinctly average. Welcome back to Tripod, an essential guide to audio advertising from Trisonic. I'm Matt Hopper, its co-founder and creative director, and together with Debbie Dillon, creative head at BBC Creative and creative consultant Kieran Murphy, we discuss voice casting and ask, are the vocals right? So we know how important the briefing process is. We know how important the writing is. Let's talk about casting the voice. How vital is, is that to get right? Really important. It's, it is the, well, it is the front door. I think you were talking about front doors earlier on uh, for, for the listener onto your brand that whatever voice you cast will represent your brand and your brand's values. So, yes, it's very important what that voice is saying. It's very important what music you're hearing and sound effects and delivery. But that actual voice, whatever personality that voice has or is delivering is your brand in audio terms. Yeah, it- is really embodying the personality of the of the brand um and i i actually think that's something that's become um that that's developed more weight um more recently as well i think you see brands taking that a bit more seriously i'm I'm noticing brands using um they might use a, a comedy performer but out of a comedy setting in a way just because they want to bring a sort of um friendliness or approachability to their brand so i think people are getting more savvy to that um as uh, as clients and that's really good comedians and musicians make very good voiceovers and that is because of timing notice the pregnant pause there <laughs> am i right yes you're completely right and actually that's something it's very hard to teach somebody to do so if you're directing a voice and they don't have the understanding of timing yes you can you you can direct them to to put the pause in the right place, but unless it's actually felt, uh, and yes, you're right, musicians are also very good at that, very good at timing. Um, yeah, it, it, that's a very hard thing to to teach somebody. Uh, voices come. Uh, I'm often asked, where do you get your voices from? Uh, and I guess we should sort of explain how it works. I mean, in an ideal world, we'll go to someone who's represented by a voice agent. Yeah, we'll we'll cast with maybe several voice agents to find the right voice if we haven't got the budget to do that the next step down is what it's a whole ba- there's a whole band of of freelance voices out there with their own home studios that we have to connect via remote connection of, of some kind so uh, is there any difference between them in, in terms of if, if you if you if you're looking for a particular type of voice would you be able to find it in sort of what, what i would call division two rather than going to a voice agent, do you think? I would say maybe 80% of the ads that I've made have been with that larger, more reliable pool of voiceovers that um, maybe you hear more regularly. I think it it, it does them a disservice to call them Division 2. We all want to be... Um, Championship, then. <laughs> we all want to be working with um, great people that we admire from their other artistic pursuits because they bring like a certain um, special something to an ad, a, a, a kind of performance that is hard to imitate. I was asked this last week whether or not we would uh, cast just because um, a voice has an agent or would we ever consider people that don't have agents. And I think nowadays things are so much 
leveler because online you can go to a voice agent or you can just go to a voiceover website. So it's almost even Stevens. It doesn't matter to me whether you've got an agent or not. I want your voice because I've heard what's on your website on your reel. And sometimes you know that voiceover A has a lot more experience than voiceover B, but there's something about voiceover B that you really like. And it's then my job to direct them and to develop them to become like A. And that's really important. We don't want all the same voices on on the radio. What about using famous people? Does that pay dividends? Sometimes. Depends who they are. Depends whether they represent your brand. Depends how many other brands they're voicing for. Uh, depends how much money they cost. Uh, you know, how much is worth it. Um, and will they will they provide something over and above what voiceover B over there in the second division uh, can provide? Is there anything in it? Is there personality or because people think, oh, look, it's so-and-so, I, I recognise their voice. Does that add anything to the weight of your message? It's almost, uh, it's it's about trust as well, isn't it? And if you get the famous voice right to align with the brand and they are from a show or a genre that is, you know, he's he or she is trusted, then that will add weight to the brand, would it not? Yes, it would. I think I think it would. But then you have the the additional danger of who will that voice then go off and represent? Will it be one of your um, your competitors? Uh, will they suddenly be caught doing something they shouldn't be doing and across the front pages of the of the <laughs> newspapers? Whereas you know your your unknown voiceover maybe you know would would wouldn't come up in the newspapers. Uh, there are all kinds of things. Yes, that voice could add an awful lot of weight to your campaign and make it higher profile. But there are also dangers associated with it. Also, something to consider is what's the reason for using that famous voice? Is it because the client just really wants to meet them and really likes them? <laughs> At which point, maybe like suggest going to a book signing or something instead. Um, you know, is it a good fit for your brand? Yeah. I think is the first ballot question. And um, what about a client who either knows somebody that they'd like to voice the ad or would like to voice it themselves? What What is our view on that? I've had that a few times before. And the person that they have known that they want to voice the ads is a famous voice. Um, however, it wasn't a good fit. And I actually re- really wanted to meet that person. So it's an interesting uh, sort of irony. Um, but I and ha- did you end up using... Well, no, I had to say, no, I don't... As much as I would love to use this really funny person that I admire, um, I don't think it's quite right for the brand. Maybe I would suggest using... And they agreed in the end, yeah. They, so... It's a shame for me, but the ad was better for it in the end. So far, we've looked at all the elements that go to make up an audio ad. But once it's produced, where should you play it? With so many audio options, from linear radio to podcasts and streaming services, one size definitely doesn't fit all. And it's important to adapt your ad to suit the platform and the context in which it's being played. We'll be touching on that in episode 10, Change for Change's Sake, To make sure you get that and future episodes, just follow or subscribe. And if you have time, we'd love you to rate and review us too. For more details on all aspects of audio advertising, visit trisonic.co.uk. 